Hey everybody, this is Cy from Shonen Chumps. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Uh, last time we recorded, we went pretty long, so we ended up breaking this into a two-parter. So we're going to go ahead and hit you with part one of this episode. Uh, this is going to be really focused on uh, mostly Black Panther, kind of our views on, you know, uh, Phase 4 as well. And uh, a lot of other great nuggets, kind of like some information about like how the movie helped us deal with like trauma, black trauma in general, and uh, even a little bit of fun dealing with some um, K-dramas too. Uh, we do have Alex here as our guest filling in while Kieran's out of town. So yeah, with all that said, thanks for tuning in. We'll have the other part of this episode up for you shortly, but please enjoy. Black Panther 2. Yeah. Yes, we did. Wakanda forever! I think this movie... There's so much grief in, like, every aspect of this movie. And it's very fucking good. It's very good, but it's just so hard to watch it because, like, all of us, and many of you as well, are all Chadwick Boseman fans... So the movie is just such a love letter to his life, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like how they represent him. But then in canon of the movie, there's a lot of grief that happens with that. It's just, okay, let's, before we even start getting into it. Spoilers. Spoilers. Obviously spoilers. Heavy spoilers. This movie Go just came movie. out, but I'm about to really this is going to come movie. out, what, three weeks, four weeks after the movie release? This will come out about like week three of it. Big yeah. Out, yeah. Um, but even so, by then, go see the movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah go see it. It's so good. It is. Um, there was a tweet that kind of broke this down. Like I saw it like the same night I was watching the movie. So, Killmonger as a character represented an issue we have in the black community about like giving resources to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Namor's conflict with the Wakandans is representative of like minorities fighting themselves when the problem is the oppressor that's oppressing both of them. Mm -hmm. So you get to see like really interesting takes on like what's happening in the real world in this, you know, fictional universe of Marvel. But like as mad as Namor was at the Wakandans or whoever else was around them, they didn't start the conflict. They were both being victims of the exact same group. Yep. And it's really cool to see how that, came to be namor's approach obviously different than theirs but yeah like the other countries coming in and trying to colonize their land both Mm. of their land honestly (laughs) yep 
So so even Namor's approach at first is like, why don't we work together and just figure this out? And that that's kind of well, what it's not figure this out. Really. Take these niggas out. It yeah, figured out yeah. What well, you're right. It wasn't figured out. It was like, like, figure out how we gonna take them out. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. He wasn't being diplomatic. He was like, no. Nah. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy how they come up for our resources and we're stronger. That's crazy, dog. Kill him. Yeah. The oh no, what's the name of his people? Does anybody remember? Tolakon. Something like that. Yeah. But I'm Googling so hard because I don't remember what the niggas was called. I think you're right. The tele- telecon, t- telecons. Boy. My bad. It was a lot going on in that movie. It's a lot. It's a lot. But like, it opens with such a beautiful funeral scene. Mm-hmm. And it's just. Oh. I mean, we all knew going in, obviously. It's one of those things mm-hmm. where it's one of those movies like. Even if you didn't somehow hear the news, if you saw the trailer, you know that they're going to obviously address the passing of both the character and the actor in the movie. So you know what going in. It still doesn't quite brace you for the impact. It hits hits immediately in the movie. It's like like the the opening scene. Like uh, Shuri is already talking before the, the screen is still black and she's still talking. Yeah. And I'm like, oh god, it's happening. And she's just trying to save him, trying to do everything she can. She can't. And then I know that had to be frustrating for her as like the super genius scientist and everything. Oh, just I like, imagine. you know, you can't even say the person you love. And it's just like you already lost so much already. And it's just like, as a character, yeah, that's that's heavy. But as an actor, also because mm-hmm. the act, you know, Chad went past. It's just like, how do you even? You don't even have to do method acting no. for I, any you of can this. Simply just miss you, your friend. Yeah, you know, I can't imagine any other actors. Like it's hard for them. Like almost every interview or like press release or whatever, when obviously it's brought up about you know what they're gonna do with the child's character, they kind of have that look like, uh, you know, it's just we. Of course, we miss them and. It just, it was difficult, and we, I don't know. We talked for years about like whether they're gonna like recast them, whether they're not, whether they should, whether they shouldn't. Um, and I still think the only way to have recast them would have been to have like have him handpick the actor to replace him. Mm-hmm. But I like the route they went, where Sherry takes over as Black Panther, because that is something that happens. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it was just very meaningful, because I could I. I don't want to harp, but I could not imagine the grief it would take to even just, like, start that scene. Like, because, you know, their real relationship had to be very close. This isn't just, like, a character dying in a movie. Like, that would suck. But, like, this is the real actor that also plays a character that died in the movie. And you have to, like, try to... Getting in the headset of trying to save your friend that really died. Oh, my God. I could not imagine. I just... I really... It's so hard. And then, like, you know, you have your Marvel credits that started off where they show you all the different, mm-hmm. you know, movies, but it was all oh, just a tribute to all... Chadwick. I cried. I was crying the first five minutes of this movie. It was, like, every 30 or 40 minutes, like, just tears were just, like, rolling down. Because it just, it felt too relatable to what my family just, like, went through for those past couple of years of going through grief. Yeah. But, like, going through COVID, going through losing my grandfather and, like, all that. It was just, like, all of it was just, like, really too relatable where I was just, like, I'm feeling... Um, I, I need tissues. Yeah, <laughs> I needed. I grabbed all the napkins, acros. Like I'm, <laughs> I am down horrendous. 
Jake looked over and just like makeup could have been running on me. <laughs> I could have had a full set of makeup and each had the lights on and I just looked like a ghost or something. Jake, Jake looked over like, they go over your crying shit. <laughs> Was he not I'm crying kidding. or anything? I'm just, I'm just being no, a butt. Actually, I'm curious. So we, so I saw with these two and, you know, some other people, mm-hmm. you know, our friend M and, you know, family members of, mm-hmm. you know, but like when you saw it with the Smash homies, how was, how was that? How did they take it? Uh, Jake, Jake said he cried, but he, like he did the little thing. He was like, get back in the real he's, he's trying to like hide the tear. Trying to suck the tear <laughs> back up. Man, tear yet. Uh, everyone, most of everyone said like it got him more towards the end. Mm-hmm. Like, the end the is just oh, rough. That's where like it really hit everyone because I was ar- I was already hit. I was already down for the count. I was over ten throughout that whole movie. Oh yeah, I was getting. Everybody. Like, oh, yeah, that, that last scene is what got me. I was like, oh, yeah, that last scene for me, too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I thought it did a good job of a balancing act of dealing with the grief and also having, like, the action and doing a really good job of, like, introducing new characters, establishing oh, yes. more of the world building, more of the setting, because you have to introduce an antagonist because, you know, the first one's gone. Mm-hmm. but so you have to introduce a new antagonist you got to get his backstory and his backstory is really riveting and you're just like how are you going to do it and you're watching you're just like huh i feel for him wait a minute we're going through this again mm-hmm. and so you know eventually he gets to talk to some people from wakanda like the queen mother and then shuri for different circumstances i'm not gonna go too deep too far but basically he he's able to talk to both of them get perspective but he he his mind is set. He wants to go to the surface and pretty much wipe people out up there because it keeps threatening his home. Just mm-hmm. like with Wakanda and everyone trying to steal their vibranium, yep. which they from both the outreach centers, yeah. from the outreach centers. It's just like, yeah, we have this in common. Why not join forces? And I was on board to a point. I was on board. It was like, yeah, why not join forces? Because that tracks in the real world. The neighbor was like, wait, there's more but then they to was kill like, them all. <laughs> And sure, he's like, I'm not down with that plan of killing now. You're killing innocent people. That And that's where you got to draw that line. Like, how far are you going to go? And he was going too far. And that's why I pulled back, too. It was like, mm, no. That's why I'm really interested uh, to see if they do bring back Namor and what all he's going to participate in with yeah. the Kang dynasty. Because in the comics, he was he was pretty prevalent, like, what was going on there. Oh, obviously, was he? Yeah. Good. He was prevalent with... Uh, doom and king because king wanted to like take out the world and it's like well my my kingdom is a part of this so mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. actually do that so i'll participate and help you guys this time <laughs> so it's sort of that thing where it's like i'm not really with you guys but they're threatening my home so mm-hmm. i'll work with you now there's mm-hmm. a couple i have damn it's like we share the same plan and shit i mm-hmm. guess we can work together yeah that's that's sort of how he is like he's just the anti-hero where it's like if you threaten my area then i'll come i mean i get like, it get out of my swamp no nope. like, <laughs> i hear for everybody black <laughs> oh yep he's right yeah you know what he is exactly how lamar thinks he would be with superpowers where he's just wow. like stay the fuck away from me and i won't harm you wow that's is what that, he thinks he'll do you said that several times yeah but that's, that's what's different Namor, they came. They showed up once. He didn't even give him a warning. He said, "Nah, y'all gotta go." He <laughs> Not did, even a single. He solitude. did speed up the timeline trying to get the scientists, though. Let's be real. 
He did. He and he gave. He no gave warning. them no time to go. That's like, oh, I tripped and fell on your, on your property. Oh, that's okay, dog. Stay on my property. Do what you do. He said, nope. That, that is a sign of aggression, and everyone must be wiped out. That haunting chant at the beginning. Oh yeah. my god. Okay. I, I, I was like sirens. I would have <laughs> peed my pants if I was on that ship. And did it actually, wait, everybody, everybody too walk- busy jumping. Wait, everybody walking on the ship. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> You won't break my soul. Oh! <laughs> like, well, I can't swim. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. But that is a fucked up scene. That's like the yeah. first ten minutes, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. All that grief and then a mass suicide scene. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jesus. I was. I was to start. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, two and a half hour. Movie? Was anyone else reminded of the happening scene? That's what that it looks like. A little bit. Just like that. Like they just all of a sudden just start falling off the building. You're like, wait, what? Jump off the building, laying down in front of lawnmowers. I was just like, okay, we're doing laying this again. Laying down in front of lawnmowers. Those big industrial ones you see there on the side of the highway. Shit. Well, that's later. Yeah. That's not how I'm about to choose to go. The movie don't make the much sense. Make no You're sense, not about to mulch me. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's other methods. <laughs> we ain't about to mulch me like this in the mob. No. <laughs> no. No. There's but, uh, other methods. I'm sorry. I was talking with a Try coworker. Again. And some of the ideas popped in my head, and I, I, I want to put it out there so, what so ideas, y'all can hear. Bestie? It. Listen, <laughs> listen. We we're talking as another older black dude. We we're talking about how we still like the dynamic of the Wakandans and the Namor's people. And I'm sorry, I can't remember who the, their names. I'm either. sorry, and I feel like I'll butcher it even if I say it. So I'm going to leave it alone. Come at me. Let me know on the Twitter. You know the podcast, Instagram. Let me know. But we were both saying it's kind of like kind of like with the first Black Panther was whole. It was a surface level of MLK versus um, Malcolm X in a way. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, this time it was much more depth in to how MLK was like, yo, I'm not violent. I'm not violent. My brother's gone. So it's like, oh shit, you know what? Fuck it. Maybe violence is the answer. And that's something that white America always likes to forget. MLK was always nonviolent, but towards the end, he was like, oh, well shit, y'all still gonna just keep doing this to us no matter what. You know, maybe this by any means necessary thing might actually be the way. And we both thought that was kind of interesting that they kind of scratched at that, that surface of that of like, Ooh, that is another look at the MLK versus M Malcolm X dynamic that this country likes to put out there. So ooh, I didn't even think about it like that. I don't want them to do that again in the next movie, but I'm glad they progressed in that thought or comparison at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck else did he say? It was really interesting. Older gentleman at work. Oh, God damn it! Maybe I need I need a pill. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the young ones still. Thank you. At my debatable. Job. Ain't no debate about it. Anyways, um, I, I know I, I see the cat. Um, but yeah, he was, just, he was just saying like it's it's interesting how that because he saw the movie too. I'm okay. Sorry, I'm trying to remember the conversation. There we go. Um, he said it was just interesting how that when Sherry was still at that point where she could have still got her full revenge. Right. That it was interesting that she did pull back and he kind of was agreeing with what we were talking about outside it. What Umbaku said about if you killed this individual, this individual was not just a man like MLK and Malcolm X were to us. Granted, they were great they were really good figures for the black movement. However, this man is not just that. This man is these people's God. And you can't tell them no different. He's been around since grandma, grandma, and grandma's time, and he's still here now. 
So yeah. he said it made sense for Shuri to go kind of step back and say, okay, maybe violence is the answer sometimes, but not in this particular case. You know, I and like he that. broke it down a lot yeah. better than that. But I, I wish, I wish I wrote down what he said. It was, it was so cool. If that but, nigga had that job, he was out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was just like, like I just thought it was another entering interesting perspective on it because I like it, it's there, but I like you know how you know this and acknowledge something and don't like really put too much thought into it. Mm-hmm. I didn't put too much thought. It's like yeah, there it is again. But he broke it down. It's like oh shit. That's pretty fucking good. Plus, he's an old head that's really into the comics. And he said he likes how they're using a different universe because originally, mm-hmm. at the end of this movie, uh, Black Panther is married to Storm. Yes, mm-hmm. like, right. Storm's like so, and Namor's a mutant. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, well, it doesn't s- matter. I, I got excited for a universe we can't see. Exactly, but that's what that's what he's saying. Like you know, they could still technically, if they wanted to, they really wanted to work hard and. Unfortunately, recast, that's going to be hard because it's going to be like the Heath Ledger thing all over again. They could, if they really wanted to, go that route to that universe where he is married to Storm and they have those kids and go that way and still honor and respect uh, Chadwick's performance as Black Panther. It's, like, it's going to be a lot of work. And it's like, I would like it and appreciate it. But you got to remember, this is an all black cast and Disney made their monies. So I think they're. I don't think they're going to go that route. I think the emotional toll that they put us through for Black Panther two, which we we do need to talk a little bit more about, like how heavy this movie was, mm-hmm. how much black trauma we're supposed to endure outside of like the actual trauma in our lives, because it's so fucking much, man. But I, I don't. I mean, that route would be interesting, but nah, there's no way. Not after everything no. they gave us for Black Panther two. Not not after how how like well thought out their tribute to Chadwick was. So. Well, uh, as much as I do love him and Storm. Well, mm-hmm. no, he said. What was the? Um, was it Loki that we were watching that uh, had the multiple uh, dimensions? Multiple dimensions. Yeah, he said that's that that could yeah, be where they can shoot more like, still. That's what what if is for. Honestly, like you can do it one if episode if they really wanted to go that route without interrupting the flow of the MCU proper or whatever this universe is we're right. in right now. Because right now the setup of they're setting up so many things where eventually they will go like X-Men route or Fantastic Four route and uh, the New Mutants, et cetera, et cetera. They'll eventually get that get to that point, but they have to establish so many characters beforehand because a lot of the older characters aren't here anymore. Mm-hmm. And people are so... <sighs> some people on board with Phase 4, some people like, no, more white men. And so, it's... it's <laughs> I want more white toast. Well, that, that's the feel. I'm like, I'm sorry if you feel offended, but if you do, that may be about you. Y'all had three I phases. But Thank you, you had three phases of this. Like, be real. And this is all can't... Y'all, y'all make it seem like you have this argument of a two-side argument of like, stick to the comics, do the source material justice. Nigga, they are. And they are, and you're still mad and pressed. Like, I will say, like, with Phase 4, like, I think there are, like, a little more, there's, like, more misses in this phase. Wait, I, oh, yeah, because there's too, many, it's every, too many TV tie-ins. Yeah, every yeah. movie has, every, like, Disney or Marvel MCU, like, TV show or movie has felt different from one to the next. Mm-hmm. Like, each one was not the same as one. Like, WandaVision was not the same as Hawkeye. No Hawkeye series Loki was not the same as Cap or Miss Marvel. And what is the shows? film schedule for this shit mm-hmm. like? What's the film schedule for this like? Because we got like what like seven Marvel shows or something, six seven. <sighs> Too much. We honestly. got She Hulk, Miss Marvel, 
Moon Knight, WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. This is Loki. all in one. Like, two, Loki, excuse me, you're right. Loki was like, And then uh, like Agatha one eventually. No, That's I meant coming. like right now. Oh, right like, now. Oh, okay, right. Sorry. I thought you meant something. Right now, it's, it's at least bad. like eight TV tie ins, maybe. Kind of. getting into Tyler Perry territory where I'm just putting shit out. And it, it's oversaturated. Yeah, but each one I will say is like different what ones to the next. Yeah, like Werewolf by Night. I don't know if y'all seen that one yet. Didn't have time. Is that MCU related? It's a Halloween special. Like it's oh. just it's just canon. Like technically for this, like one one hour special. Huh. But that's like that's like my top three, like maybe top five, like favorite thing that came out from the phase. Really? Because it was so different from everything else i've seen like the horror aspect like they really tapped into a horror aspect for like marvel standards okay. like rated r like did its best i was here for it um sorry there was like a little more gore in there like they put really? some gore in there there was like it channeled like the more like the mo- like the old 1980s or 60s uh, monster movies. We were supposed to watch that together, but I think, I think we were just very busy around Halloween, which is we how it goes. But I think everyone should watch uh, Werewolf by Night because that's like a. I thought that project was really good, hmm. but each one has been each project has been different from one to the next, which I do love. Do you feel like that is helping or hindering them? I think because what annoyed me sometimes is like everything felt too too similar like from the phases before yes but this phase like there has been a lot more misses but i will i'm happy that they're at least like trying to branch out and do different things okay like i like that she hold trying to take that sitcom comedy route and maybe they can see how she is great though i I only i am one episode away from finishing it actually so i'm happy they took that route shang chi i loved that they channel like the Asian culture and wuxia films and old mm-hmm. like martial art. I because I lo- I love martial art movies. I Same. love wuxia, all that stuff. I love it. So that movie is like one of my top five favorites because I really do like. I really do like. You it. know what? I'm actually happy you framed it that way. There are a lot of misses, but Each I am happy that they at least they're trying. Because when you experiment, you're gonna try. Like gonna even yeah. in Multiverse of Madness, it did not live. Up I to liked it. it. I I liked it. There, like I have my problems, but it it didn't live up to what everyone wanted. But it was totally different mm-hmm. totally different from what i was mm-hmm. expecting like it tried to channel like that sort of cheesy horror type of vibe that it was doing mm-hmm. yeah i think it did well with that yeah. mm-hmm. and i will say phase four all the villains have been very good yeah see hey, realistic pretend- virginia your big gripe they didn't do it this time with black panther with namor see see that that right there this Almost. phase has done better by their villains than the previous ones pretend eternals doesn't exist I never watched. I already it. Did. See, there we go. Okay. <laughs> but it, it, it like phase okay. one through three from the Iron Man movies, you had two bad guys basically doing a mirror fight with Iron Man, mm-hmm. and then Iron Man three was Mandarin. I don't know. It don't matter. Yeah. And then Winter. No, sorry. Uh, Captain America movies. His trilogy. Who's the enemy? I guess Hydra. America. America, who knows? But then you go to <laughs> Thor. First movie, it was like Loki, cool, cool, kind of Loki again. But then Frost Giants and Dark World, and then Ragnarok. You more about two than I did. <laughs> and then Ragnarok was 
Ragnarok was hella, fun. hella, hella but was great. Hella, hella was, was like cool, but they okay. They what they do? Killed her off. Right. Then you get the Black Panther. Kill okay. Margaret. Cool. Killed him off. And then you get Thanos, which is hold on, been leading up to forever, and that's a good payoff. But everyone in between has just been like me. Killmonger might have been the only one that was justifiable to kill off because Chichala said, "Yo, brother, I can save you." He said, "Nah, nigga, you put me in ocean with my, my with my with my people because they knew death is better than bondage." He had the most understandable and respectable yeah. death of a villain because he chose that shit. I will say this: that is the coolest way anybody ever said, "Nigga, I ain't going to jail." <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't be me. <laughs> jail, I'm out. But that is, I mean, I know he said it in like a very deep, like, mm, poignant way. way. Yes. It's like, nah, nigga, I ain't getting locked up. Mm. Also, before I forget, I do want to acknowledge, because you said they're putting up movies like Tyler Perry. I will give credit where credit is due, because I know we give them shit. I like how they use Tyler Perry Studios for this movie. They had I do, too. So, I, you know what? That. Credit to credit is due. Good. That, that's good for black people. That's good for Atlanta. Mm. That's good for everyone down there that's a part of the Tyler Perry Studios. Because, you know, like Issa Rae say, I'm for everybody black. So yeah, good for him. And get some of that Disney money, player. Uh, you know what? Sure. <laughs> that is the first and hopefully last time I will ever clap for Tyler <laughs> Well, he didn't direct it, so that helps. You or ain't never lied. Yeah. Or write it. Said, or... Can we use your house? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Essentially, it said, can we borrow some space? Oh, can I direct something? You can direct yourself out the door. <laughs> but yeah. but I think that is cool. Like, you know, obviously, this is such a big deal. Ryan Coogler being like, look, you got like one of the biggest movie studios on the on the whole fucking planet at this point. Can mm-hmm. we use it for this? Which, you know, I, I think his movies are shit, but I mean, more power to him. Like, you know, I respect them. Um, so I think that's dope. I'm really happy that Namor didn't die. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was That's really I, fearful. I, to, I was like, yeah. y'all gonna do it again? Y'all I, gonna do it again? Because that's Virginia's biggest critique and it yeah, lives yeah. in my head. I always think and about it. I think that's why I don't rewatch kind of like maybe a third of the movies. That I'm not, well, one, some of them just don't work. And then two, the villains just not, they're not that compelling. So what am I even watching this movie for? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll admit it, my bias. You, you need a good protagonist and an antagonist to make the movie work. And if that hero is always going to win, until Endgame, really. Mm-hmm. If the hero's always Ooh. going to win, Ooh. then it's like, it, it's not, the stakes aren't high enough for me to care. Agreed. And if the villain's always either killed off or just like, I guess I lost and going to jail. So it's just like, all right, well, because that happened with Whiplash. It happened with uh, the Mandarin, the real one. <laughs> I love how you call the guy just Whiplash. Isn't he? <laughs> From the uh, second Iron Man movie for the yeah. whips. Yeah. What was his name? Wasn't that Whiplash? I don't know. <laughs> That's his name. I don't remember the movie, but <laughs> he really, he just, and okay. And I don't know, like my biggest, like, I will be honest. I'm more of a DC fan than Marvel. I will put it out there. However, I've seen pretty much all the Marvel content. And right now I'm just MCU Marvel content. or MCU Marvel content. Cinematic. I should say. Yeah. And I think I feel overwhelmed because there's too much TV tie-ins that yeah. don't feel like they're tying into the movies. Until like they something feel, random happens. Something they ra- do. like 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 Val coming in Black Panther. Right. Which I like, would which honestly, she's in huh? she's in like Black Widow, which aired way later than it was supposed to. She's definitely involved in like Winter Soldier and stuff. So like I knew who she was, but her role Me was, too, but just I was just like very And don't get me wrong, I fucking love, 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 love Julia Lewis Dreyfus. I think she can do no wrong. Period. I fucking yep. love her. Mm-hmm. And she has one of the best celebrities reading mean tweets uh, segments <laughs> where she's, you know, it's that segment on mm-hmm. whatever yeah, that yeah. show where the, they read the mean tweets about themselves. Yeah. But she's reading one. She's like, 
she's reading one about Seinfeld. She's like, Seinfeld, isn't that show about a bunch of white people just eating pickles and shit? Like, she had- <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. But she is so fucking talented. I've seen every episode of Veep. I think she's amazing. Her getting this role is perfect. She mm-hmm. can be really dark, but she's really funny at the same time. I think she's killing the role. But yeah, her, her role overall is very small. I think it's going to eventually show up because like, mm-hmm. I don't know what her team is, Alex. Maybe you do. It's like, it's obviously, she's involved with US Agent. And- uh, so, Thunderbolts is Julia's uh, well, is is Val's team? And that's I know I'm calling her Julia too. <laughs> <laughs> that's Val's team, and that's sort of like the Suicide Squad for Marvel. Mm. So I don't know what they're doing with the Thunderbolts because that team they wanted like that team Suicide Squad. They're not heroes. They don't want to be heroes at all. Yeah. They're just doing this to get paid off and whatever. But Thunderbolts is like they're trying to be heroes. Like they're trying to do make good again and like hmm. fix fixed actions that they've made but i don't necessarily know where that one's gonna go that's also a hard sell because a lot of like so the person for u.s agent that exists 100 percent solely trapped in falcon and winter soldier yeah so if you didn't watch that show you don't know who the fuck this is nope yeah, yeah that could be the issue that we run into but we'll see because they also put ghosts from ant-man and the wasp and i have no interest i didn't watch that shit <laughs> oh, oh, they were producing doo-doo butter, you say. Cheeks. Oh, yes. That movie, I I fell asleep three times. Oh, no. Three times? I did the same with Captain America. I fell asleep three times. Wait, which one? The first one? The first one, oh, first one is yeah. dog. Yeah. No, I finished Winter Soldier. Yeah. Winter Soldier's fantastic. Civil yes. War is great. Yeah. So, I don't know. Civil War's all right. I know they gave us Chadwick. True. That's only a good part, though. And then no, she'll have a tie-in, I'm assuming, also in Winter Soldier, the... The fuck? What's the what? Blonde girl? Yelena. Yelena. No. Uh, <laughs> other blonde girl. That was Scarlett in, Johansson? No, that was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was the sh- big big reveal for it? the... Ch- What's her face's niece? Yeah, because she was the seller. Peggy's niece or some shit, right? Yeah, she was the seller. The, what was... Oh, her. Yeah, she was the art seller. And then she was like the big seller for like the crime rig and stuff. You remember? Yeah, I, I, I do. You. But the reveal didn't make sense to me. I think I, I'd miss some content. Yeah, is well, that the the movie series, the TV show series? Yeah, yeah. She comes she in helping like, moving people, and they went to that really cool club in that and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Southeast Asia. Okay, and what's yeah, his yeah, face yeah, yeah. was dancing, and nobody on Twitter think, threw a temper tantrum except when she hogged it. The power broker. Mm-hmm. Power broker. The power broker. Yeah, there we yeah, go. yeah. I think she'll be involved with the power broker. So there's like some stuff where she could tie in, but I don't necessarily know. Listen, but like, there's that's too much. This is for fucking nerds. We can't keep up. The average there's, person definitely can't keep up. Why, why you give me that face? No, I was, I was, I was like, yeah, I can't keep up. That's what the face was for. It's like, oh shit, you're right. I can't keep no, up. No, they're have jobs. Like, yes, we're trying. It's very hard. Even to keep I, up this anime season. Charles Hartley can sleep sometimes, and I need it. So yeah, I can't keep up. It's it, we're trying, but Ooh, never mind. But yeah. I love Julie Lewis Dreyfus, so I hope mm-hmm. that the movie involving Val and her team is really good. I just don't know right. how they're going to tie everything in. And that's fair. I think it doesn't even come out for like another two or three years. So we got time. Mm-hmm. But I think that's like <laughs> Phase 4 may have had a little more flops, but I still enjoyed that everything was felt different from one another. Yeah. I, 
at villain wise, sorry, I think the, villains, <laughs> I stuck. the villains were so much better. I think this phase, like overall, like there's a mm-hmm. lot of better villains. They're like, more compelling. Yeah, like yeah, they are much more compelling. Scarlet, because we've seen her like from the phase two when she came in. Mm-hmm. Two. Phase two, yeah, mm-hmm. we saw her like when she came in phase two, and like her just sort of like developing, growing up. It didn't fit with WandaVision how that tied in, but her, like her still villain story in there was very good. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, Shang Chi, the father, was very good as a villain. Like not even a not even as villain, it's just a really bad. He was like, stupid, story. but he was a good villain. It was a, just a very bad family relationship gone mm-hmm. wrong, and mm-hmm. I thought they portrayed that really well because mm-hmm. they do. I know that happens a lot in like the Asian culture of like how family stuff doesn't go well. Sure doesn't. We really? talk about Shang Chi a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, Honestly, yeah, she like dead. Like yeah, nigga, you saw her dead. I hear my wife. Yes. To the urn with you. <laughs> it's time for the urn. Yep, to the urn. Can I? Can I? Namor was very good as a villain mm-hmm. too. Like, let's let's talk. Let's talk about Black Panther two a little bit yes. more because. I don't think that Angela Bassett needed to die in this movie. Boy. I don't think he needed to die in this movie. I don't know what the contract was behind the scenes, but I'm just like, so she obviously has to come into the role quicker than she thought she would again, I guess, maybe. I don't know how that kind of works. No, Queen Mother. Mother. Yeah, because her husband passes away. But her son gets the mantle of Black Panther and becomes and king. king. And so she's like obviously going to support and still be queen mother. But then she had to step up again because she lost her son. And Shuri wasn't ready yet. She was like a recluse in her lab. And so she was still grieving. Yeah, she was still everyone grieves differently. And it's yeah. like, that's fine. But she still had to run a nation. So she still had to get out there, be the face and try to put out all the little fires that people were trying to start. And you get to the point I guess like halfway, maybe a little later in the movie, you're like, oh, bet she's really like step, like not stepping it up, but like like really giving it her all, mm-hmm. just her all being. And it's like, why does she need to die for it? I don't. I'm still boggled by that. It's too much grief. It's too much for us as the viewers watching everything that's happening with Chadwick to then see angela bass's character die on screen and see the characters that are grieving in real life grieve in the movie and we're grieving at both because we're wrapped into the story but we're sad about what's happening it's too fucking much man charles uh, agreed Two, just two points to it um for angela bassett um i would say if this is my contract and apparently like we all know that that cast is all close um I wouldn't want to come back either, personally. Oh, damn. I No, that's... Yeah. I see I'm an older know. individual. That's someone that I looked at as a mentor or a mentoree. I'm not coming back for another one. You take my character out. You can recast me if you want to. You ain't going to be able to. You can recast me no if you want to. No one replace Angela. Exactly. Fantasy. No. Kill my character off. Kind of like what um, Harrison Ford did with his character in uh, Star Wars. Oh, the new Star Wars yeah, like, yeah. I'll come in, but you got to kill my character off. I'm not coming back for another one. Different that, that, I, know, I, know, I know, but if I'm okay. Angela Bass and I have to grieve my friend slash mentor in the movie as much as I did in real life, I can't do that again. That's a lot. That's me. I, I can't do that again. And like we were just saying, everyone grieves differently. I can, my grieving process, personally, I, I can't 
not look at the situation, but I can't ignore it either. Like I, I have to take it in steps and strides. Like I can't, it can't be ignored and it can't be worked on at all times. I got to be able to work on it every now and then. And if I'm on that cast and we're working, like my first thought, oh yeah, where am I do that? That's always going to be my first thought. Where's my guy? Because this this isn't just a regular superhero movie. No, I, it's and not. I know it, I know it sounds corny to say it, but like it's not. It, this it means this something so, so much to much our community. To our community, yes. So much weight around the world, getting this global conversation mm-hmm. where like we get to see ourselves in these unique roles. And I was going to say you get to see ourselves exist kind of without tragedy. I was a little sad at how much tragedy is in the first Black Panther. Mm-hmm. This is ten times more tragic. Yep. You know, but like there's so much weight and responsibility in this role and all of these roles in, in the whole series. And I mean, the grieving process has to be ridiculous, but then it is us having to watch her die in the movie. It's just like and then them a second like a second funeral in this movie was just yep. a lot. But no, and that, that's actually this the second point I was going to make. It, it, it I feel like it's unfortunately more realistic for our community, because it feels like whenever something bad happens, when it rains, it fucking pours. It sure does. It fucking always pour, feels, man. and it's like it's not to say that it's just black trauma on display. I feel like it's accurate representation of black trauma and how that affects the black community. And saying like, oh, well, they just need to grieve. Like, no, they're still grieving here, and now they just compounded that interest on that. And we already know what's going to keep happening, just like with our rappers and. And our entertainers sometimes. Lord, it, it just man, compounds on top of so... it again. And then you look at people and say, well, why they can't do this? Why can't this happen? Yo, just for some people, just getting up and getting out of the bed is the accomplishment for the fucking day, my guy. I fully agree. It's a lot of weight. Now, I'm not going to say like all these, all the re- most recent deaths that happened that affected me greatly. I just, it's somebody black that died that maybe I didn't listen to their music. I don't know. It's, it's, um, I'm not trying to distance myself. I'm just saying, like, it, it affects everyone differently. That's my main point. It's affected everyone differently. Because here's the thing. Obviously, we lost Chadwick to an illness, but, like, mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, music, we're losing so many, like, young stars so young. Because, like, let's say you and I, like, I listen to some of Takeoff music, and, mm-hmm. you know, I listen to some of the Migos. Mm-hmm. I had no real qualm with the Migos, actually. Yeah. And I, I will, again, say, I think we talked about it before, Takeoff was actually the best rapper in the group. He just mm-hmm. didn't get to rap that much. But when he did, you're like, oh, shit, Takeoff can fucking rap. Mm-hmm. Um, but not to say that his talent changes the tragedy, but it's just like, no. think about how much, think about these are giant music stars. Think about how much we look up to Chadwick. Think about how many people look up to all these rappers, too, and mm-hmm. they're seeing them die super early. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to one of my podcasts, this is going to tie in, sorry, uh, Hood Politics of Prop, and he kind of explained it. Because we were children at the time, like when Biggie and Pac were killed, that was like, oh my god, this it's real, like it's it's crazy. These people that were so not above us, but you know, people we lifted up above us, people we have on a pedestal, and a pedestal were killed and taken away from us. Okay, when was the next rapper that was killed after them? When was the next one? How long? How, what was the, the space and time in between that? I can't Wasn't someone from um, uh, what was the one group Eminem was a part of? D twelve. Yeah, D12. wasn't someone in his group killed? Yes, but it was like it's like it was it was someone within their crew of D twelve. It wasn't a D twelve member. Okay, I know but even lost, still, we lost like Pimp C from like uh, I mean that was like Texas. At, um, that was early two thousands, mid two thousands, maybe. But that's what I'm saying. Like we lost that pun, but not the gun. Violence. Oh, we lost ODB. When did ODB pass away? Actually, he was older, but I don't think that was that wasn't gun violence though. Oh, oh to gun violence. That's what I'm saying. Gun yeah, violence there was a big specifically. gap. Yeah, for There's gun violence a specifically. Huge gap in between that, and now it feels like already like damn every other month it feels like, 
or at least once a quarter up, there's a, there's another black person, black, black I mean, celebrity gunned the, down. The situation with PNB Rock and Takeoff Death are like not even two months apart. You're right. No. And then he was talking about there was a one. I can't. I'm so sorry. It's too much that happens. There was the one rapper that's at um. There's a like some there's like the restaurant he had dropped that his was location. PNB Rock yeah, yeah it, like dropped his location people pulled up like but here's the, that okay. is nuts wait 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 so for we can talk about that situation if we haven't covered it by now but Mm-mm, we haven't we should what happened originally is that he goes there he's at this restaurant and the restaurant is in a really fucked up part of town that he shouldn't have been at and his girlfriend at the time had posted the picture of the food which. I, I get that, like, some people like, she shouldn't have done it, but it didn't matter because the people that killed him, uh, they were already in the parking lot before they even got their order. They were, so th- the people oh, that shit. were looking for them were already there. And that's what the story ended up being. But the problem is that when that happened, everybody jumped down this girl's throat and some other rappers had even told her, like, and a couple other rappers, I'm not even going to say their names, so I really don't want, you know, we already made a joke about Taylor Swift, but I don't want any of these fans, you know. Understandable, but you know what I mean. Some other rappers have said like really terrible things to her girlfriend. He threw her out of the way of the shooter and died. The people that shot him were already there. They were already going to do it. It was a father son combo. It was really fucked up. Mm. So all the details from this case came out, and it's so bad. And like the grief of everybody on the internet blaming her for his death when he actually like saved her life and she wasn't responsible at all. They just wanted to go to a fucking restaurant. Mm. Even if it's not a great part of town still. I mean, we saw fucking Benny the Butcher get shot. Um, and he, he was able to live, but it's just like, there's just so much violence that happens to all these people that like we as black people like idolize and dealing with all the celebrities that we look up to idolize to varying degrees, you know, getting hurt, killed or whatever dealing with our own interactions in the world which are all very which can be very dangerous mm-hmm. you know with like the police obviously we have our own issues there dealing with our family members dealing with violence or illness or whatever all that compounded together and then seeing like fictional trauma being like cascaded onto us all the time it's a lot what how much more can we fucking take As- Alex, I know you've been dying to say something for a no, while. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. I was, I was listening. I was tuned in. I was, I was <laughs> you're watching the podcast live. Um, you know you're this week. I was literally, I was like, oh my god, this is live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get my popcorn. <laughs> but I think with Queen Mother, like, I'm not saying I, I want like I, like I, I saw the death coming, especially with yes. how her character was. Like yeah. she took a lot of stuff to the forefront. Like she, she was acting as a mother would. Like mm-hmm. she's taking everything to the front. She's trying to let her kids like do her thing, like as they need to grieve. Because like it, the movie it just it looked too parallel to like how I was feeling like just a couple years ago, where it's like okay, things are happening one after another. Someone's in the hospital. Okay, another one's in the hospital. It's mm-hmm. like oh, I'm supposed to keep going to my job. I'm supposed to keep. Yep. working and keep moving through this so her just it was it was a line that namor said after he killed her and it was like bury her mourn her i'm coming back in a week and it's like yeah that's that's how it is yeah tragedy's coming <laughs> so back in a week yeah it, that's how it is it's just a cycle it just keeps going like as you said it when it rains and storms it's like i i could see that sort of being needed like with how sherry's character was because she was she was not le- letting really chat like go like in no she, she she wasn't act- letting T'Challa go and 
throughout that movie until another loss happened. So that was basically her final push. Yeah, I think that was... I looked at it as more like her final push because even her mother, like, tried to take her take her out to the to the by the ocean to try and like uh burn burn the clothes of it mm-hmm. from the funeral and we're just like no i don't want to do that and she she hit it, it was like i didn't see a reason to do that but it was like her holding on to something that's mm-hmm. still left left with them that she can remember them by but there's still all these good memories that that you're gonna have with one to someone that you cherish like that mm-hmm. so it's like you have yeah. to be able to move forward because that's this <laughs> It just felt very similar to what happened with my grandpa where it's like I didn't want to go over to my grandparents' house because that's where everything happened. And it took me so long to like actually like make those steps to move forward because I knew I wasn't accepting like what happened at that point until like actually moved forward and stepped into that house. So it was like very similar. So like I saw I saw it happening and why it needed to happen. But mm-hmm. it was like Namor's line where he said, bury her, mourn her. I'm coming back next week. Like mm. it was, it was just it felt too real. It was too good. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm not gonna go too personal because it's a podcast. But it's one of those things where one year, not too long ago, we had three people die in the same year. Right. And I, we all grieve differently, but I still had to go to work, and mm. of course they give you bereavement of like three days. Like that's enough. <laughs> I'm just like. Oh. One of my coworkers Shit. right now is actually bereaving somebody like dead ass. Like, yeah, it's just like oh, you're still expected to come back to work. You don't get paid. Mm-hmm. If you don't get paid. You can't pay your bills. You don't have your, your bills paid. You're gonna be on the street. So it's like a weird like I wouldn't even say dichotomy, but a weird kind of balancing act of trying to get juxtaposition. Yeah, kind of a juxtaposition of just mm-hmm. trying to get through life and journey. And this is not like. Just a black thing. Obviously, we're all human. Yes. We all go through this shit. Grief it's unfortunate. Is a yes. It very much is. So that's why I say you don't need to be black to watch black stuff because on a universal level, we all go through this. Mm-hmm. But on that level of just me personally as a black woman, I have to. The societies have decided to make me like you. Still got to be strong for your husband. You still got to be strong for your family. You can't. You know, you can shed some tears, obviously, at the funeral, but you can't, like, keep crying and being in bed and grieving because you still got to put yourself out there. You still got to make money. You still got to do this, that, and the third. You still got to put everyone before you so that they would be all right because you feel like it's your responsibility to it's take care of their feelings. It's a feeling. lot of putting people in front. That's it's a lot of that. Yep. She did that. Like, yes. she had to, like, keep was, pushing forward. And I was, was just like, speech. it was the speech. It was that speech. In the throne room, it was that speech that resonated so much. It reminded me of my own mom. It reminded me of my aunt. It reminded me of a lot of women in my family. That speech at the UN, though. Well, yeah, that's That different. speech was interesting. That's a different good. one. That's a good one. I but, like that speech. But, that's, but the one in the throne room was the one that resonated the most because... It was straight to the court. Yeah. It was straight... Yeah, it was like, where were you? You sided with him when he took over, and you want to keep holding on to the things of the past. We got to move forward. We got to do things differently now because the world is changing mm-hmm. like in the, and they're closing in and we gotta we have to fend for ourselves or else who will it's one of those things where it resonates on that level of if we don't unite then yeah we're gonna keep falling in the same trappings of like well you you didn't like my outfit last week so I don't like you now it's like yeah well I, that that's trivial in comparison to the world trying to shit on us all the time right. why are we not united and not in the way Neymar wants to and like killing everybody 
No, but it's one of those things like we need to unite, be okay to deal with grief differently, be okay with everyone dealing with the grief, not just women, just like everybody being able to like go through their emotions, go through it and not be shamed for it, not be feeling guilty or responsible to put everyone forward for their own feelings. That's detrimental to that one person. Yeah. And you could even see that in uh, Nakia's character, too. Yes. Oh, my she God. Had she had to remove herself from she this had to get situation. A, she had to get away from that situation. Yeah, she, it was too much. It was too painful. And that's... Just reminders everywhere. Everyone everyone has those feelings where it's like these certain moments in your life where it's just like you don't really want to relive these or you don't want to nope. step into that again because it's like it's there's too much there's too much strength just in that moment. Yeah, I understand why people want to get away. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I have, you know, someone in my family who wants to just leave the country entirely because there's too many bad memories here mm-hmm. associated to the tragedy. And I was like, I totally understand it. Like, I don't want to be here, but I still got to be here. I still got to walk to the same neighborhood where it happened and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's one of those things like, it's one of those things where what sucks, you spend more time with your coworkers, eight, 10 hour days where you can't mm-hmm. even talk about what you're going through because you're like, oh, that's unfortunate, Pat, Pat. But it's not going to be like, oh, let's have a grief session because that's not what you do at work. And even if you do have that, you can't even process that and then just be like, who wants salad? Like, no. Right. <laughs> you can't. GPS reports, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, you can't process it. And you can't, mm-hmm. and you got to go nine to five, five days a week, six, seven, depending on what your work is. Yeah. You don't have any time to grieve. That reminds me of this song I like that's it's oddly enough I listen to when I'm feeling sad. It's uh, Tita. There's a line in there and what you were saying just resonated so much with me. He goes, sometimes a Zany bar is not enough to fight back that anxiety. And that's what it feels like. Jeez. It's like, oof. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's, that's, that's what that feels like. I think we saw a bunch of different ways that people even handle grief, handle grief in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like the mother putting everything forward, just making sure the ship can still run. Mm-hmm. As like as like a usual mother would, like they're trying to keep the ship moving forward. They're trying to make sure everyone's good, and make sure we can still keep moving. We saw Shuri trying to just lost herself. in her work. That's and what lost yeah. and trying to put everything other than T'Challa just like in her head. Like that. so, the reason. So, so you were you're saying the way that you process grief is closer to like how Queen Mother processed grief. Or like, I think it's, I think it was more closer to Nakia. But I saw, okay. I, I saw Queen Mother like in my sister like during like the COVID times. Mm-hmm. I saw it more in my sister of how she was, but I saw Nakia more like me, where it's like mm-hmm. I if I'm even in like this this field or this area, I. I'm just reminded of everything. He saw Cheery uh, just lost in her work, like trying to find ways to distract herself so she, so she doesn't have to think about that. That is it's my grieving process. Every it just showed very different ways for how people can grieve. And getting I'm lost in your work. Sorry, I mean interrupt. Getting lost in your work. Distracting myself in like the way that Shuri like isolated herself. Oh, okay. That's gotcha. how I am. I'm very avoidant with like so really difficult cool. things like that. Like I'm. I'm so- I'm not, like, opposed to facing things head on, but, like, shit that really just fucks with me, I'm just very avoidant on it. So I, mm. I can definitely get in the way that, like, Shuri gets where, like, something is, like, so traumatic that I just, like, actively try to, like, block it out and just try to, like, think about it as little as I can. And so, like, the scene where you were talking earlier where, like, there's a scene where they're, like, you should, you know, burn these clothes is, like, in honor 
you know, mm-hmm. in honor of Chadwick. And even the way she was talking about it, where like Queen Mother was just like, yeah, I just felt him in this breeze and I had this spiritual connection. And sure, he's like, you're just making whatever. She's just like very dismissive and right. just not. She's doing all that because she doesn't want to process. That's exactly how I am. Right. So it really fucking broke me down watching this movie, especially the end when she finally just lets go and really starts processing and acknowledging everything. Mm-hmm. Like the way that sh- that scene ended is exactly how I am when I deal with like heavy loss and grief and things of, or just things that I'm just avoided towards in general confrontation or whatever. Okoye was another good example of like, what could I do to fix this? What can I do to try and make it better? That's another good point. Yes. She, and I think that's what made the speech between, uh, the queen mother. So charged. So Mm -hmm. the acting, Oh, (sighs) let me, Angela Bassett, give her an Oscar. Give him Mm -hmm. all. Everything was in that. Everything. When she said everything, (laughs) Yeah. All at once. <laughs> I've given everything. And you can visit your traitorous husband. I can't. Like, I just see I'm... that little clip on TikTok of her just saying that line, and I'm like, this. there's too much power in here. Yeah. yeah. I think the way Okoye will probably... I think... I'm trying to process my thoughts. Sorry. I like Okoye's plan, where she's like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. I can, mm-hmm. I can handle this. I can take this on. I can, I can handle it. It's not a problem. I can handle it. That's my process where, well, in front of people by myself is a totally different story, yeah. but in front of like friends and family, I try to like keep busy or distracted with some stuff and like just try even silently. I don't really vocalize it all that much. Mm-hmm. I'll try to like do things for them just so they don't have to do menial things, you know, just cause they're going through some shit. Mm-hmm. And with a collier, there's a scene spoilers again, but you know, when Shuri is abducted and Okoye has to come back and tell Queen Mother what happened. Oh my God, I cannot imagine. Because there's nothing she, she has to, she has to talk about. She, tried, she tried her damnedest. She wasn't prepared for that fight. You know, because they're not, they're not people they know, really. They just mm-hmm. like have whispers. They're not human. She's never fought non-human people. They're not alive. Well, yeah. yeah. Even the aliens, she was stabbing them, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, they would still die when they were stabbed. Yeah. yeah. But this was like, this wounds. was different. And when she realized what happened, looked around, she's just like, oh, it's... shit. Like, I have to go back and tell her what happened. And just... And I know she felt responsible, obviously, and felt guilty. Well, and, well yeah, but it's one of those things where, like... Ain't like she was like, yeah, go ahead and take her. Like, well, no, I'm just like, yeah, no. it was just like it sucks all three of them, like defense wise, are all extremely capable. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just and it just sucked because I knew where Queen Mother was like, no, you're stripped of your rank. If this is done, you lost my only daughter. That's my family. You and lost co- the last of my family. Yeah, how'd you, how'd you guys feel about her like stripping her of her rank? Because like, <sighs> it's been a long time. That's such a hard scene on because I think Brian he was when he was talking about it, he was just like. I don't even know which character I feel the worst for right now. I don't know if I feel worse for her or for Okoye. I can't even tell. Like, if there was, like, a camera on me that whole time and I was wearing makeup, like, I'm telling you, my face would be, like, looking like an ugly-ass clown. His mascara is in the it is. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was good. Riri was all... I didn't... So, I want to talk about her. Riri was fantastic. I Perfect. Loved, I loved her no, no. in general. I didn't know how they were going to do her because I didn't like how they did America and Doctor Strange because she felt mm. like a plot device. She was, But yeah. Riri, she was. Riri had a lot, like, there was character, like, growth in there. There was, more, you learned more about her. And I think her, her, like, thing with the Queen Mother is, like, the little, 
the impact that she had it was like a very small interaction she had but a little impact can leave so much on a person mm-hmm. she, like she's willing to fight for this country just after now she just met me she's mm-hmm. willing to die for me like yeah. what she is definitely missing glass <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i'm sure she'll get a pass considering what happened no i think he'll keep that a secret or well good luck can we can we talk about the death scene with angela because like on the on the subject of Riri, she's very close to her, and she literally is in the situation where, like, like if she if Riri wasn't down there, I think she would have lived. But mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she would have. She, she, no, she down went to, down there. She like, went down she there barely to save knew her. her. Barely knew this girl, right? Because so. at that point, she's like, I can't keep losing people near me. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Because she lost her daughter. What like a half six a day hours ago? Before that, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think with queen mother rescuing rescuing riri too many r's um <laughs> do you think she obviously she did it be, for obvious reasons but you think under all the levels do you think she was channeling like like echoing the words of like killmonger in her head whereas like we got to help people that look like us around the world because you got to remember riri was an outsider she she yeah she what oh, she's sure. not from wakanda at all they just had to bring Very her true. in to protect her because they were going to kill her but it's one of those things like i felt like in that moment it was one of those things like yeah we got to protect our own in general i like, think Ray, i'm for everybody black i think there's some <laughs> of that and i also think she's probably like channeling and she's also, still not sure where her daughter is, so she's probably like projecting that fear and protection that she has like for her daughter onto Riri Williams too. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm not gonna lose another fucking person. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's both of those layers. Yeah. And the fact that she ended up sacrificing herself for her. God. And she considered her a child too. So it's like it's yeah, yeah, she was yeah. Yeah. not a part of there's, there's a, a child. Lot to like, yeah, there's so there's a lot, lot there's, there's, there's a, a lot gifted, to bright child. Indeed. Real talk, yeah, though, if this scientist they were going after was an older white person, they'd let them get killed. Flat oh, out. true. So, oh, you live, first off, you're older and you, you have lived a life. Then you're white. We ain't saving you. They'd have brought him to the ocean. Here he is. Here you go. <laughs> Y'all got him. Here, Here you he go. Man. Oh, that's not true. He said his name's like Steven. No, they like Agent Ross. And they, they took in Bucky and gave him an arm. She said, true. They didn't take in Bucky. When she said <laughs> no, a colonizer in chains. That was great. That was That's not great. But uh, she said a colonizer in <laughs> chains. I've seen everything. That was a great line. Great. Listeners, you can't hear this. Zangief is on the table in front of all four of us, just fully primarily in front of Alex, in front of his salad. <laughs> I think I said that. tossing his own salad in front of his salad. I, I said, right I said Zangief, salad. Though, why do you have to lick yourself right in front of me? We're having such a heavy. Thank you for breaking it up because we're having such a heavy conversation. <laughs> I don't need my cat licking his balls on the table. Doesn't understand what we're talking about. Just no thoughts. Head empty. Just. His own balls and nothing else. Just. I will say this, uh, but help me not potentially cry. Like, I, I did well up there in the movie. I, I won't say I cried. And the reason I didn't, I kept thinking of the scene with T'Challa and his sister, and she's showing him the suit, and she's recording, and he tells her to hit it. Then he hits it, and he blows back, and he falls, and he pops it. Delete that footage. That helped me get through it. I ain't gonna lie. I thought it was very great, but yeah, that's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. That was funny. Yeah, I think I think there's so many good characters in there and just really they all show just different ways to, that people can process grief. Every actor was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think Angela Bassett was Le, Angela Bassett and Letitia Wright, those two stood out for me so so hard. Mm-hmm. Um Namor's too. Oh, I, Namor, yeah. He I'm did sorry. amazing. Yes. Um uh, to I don't want to butcher his name. I refuse. 
Uh, I did look it up, and they're the Talokan. That's what they are Talokan. officially called. There we go. Which I think y'all were saying, but I just want to double check. Yeah. Oh, man, it's fine. But um, <laughs> oh my god, whole he cast. Was, he, I I would have jumped. <laughs> chance going I look out there I'm in there what? swan dive in Tanak Huerta wow. there it is also I don't know if everybody saw this so Tanak Huerta the actor that played Namor and I hope I didn't mess his name up he was interviewed recently and he was talking about how like there's so much colorism that happens mm-hmm. in um, South American oh, entertainment yeah. which it also happens in America obviously mm-hmm. so he, he said it got to the point where, like, if you were watch TV down in, you know, in Mexico, it'd be like, what, you'd think they were fucking Scandinavian. Because they keep hiring, like, you know, the lightest and palest people that are still, you know, worthy and of this culture. But, like, mm-hmm. the colorism is just so intense. And I know it's kind of an on-running joke, but you hear a lot of stuff from, like, East Coast Dominicans that are just like, I, you know... I know, I know Dominican, I'm black. You know, that kind of like, it's kind of like a thing. I'm Dominican, I'm black, nigga. Because there's just so much deep, 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 deep fucking colorism all over the world, but especially like Afro-Latino culture or Afro-Latina mm-hmm. culture either way. Um, and you hear a lot of actor, actors and actresses talk about it. You hear like uh, Amara La Negra, she talks about it all the time. Like she's a very dark-skinned um, Afro-Latina actress and she's like, I'm going to keep working, I'm talented, I'm going to keep showing you guys how talented I am and I'm not going to let this colorism bullshit get to me. You know, um... And he act, he actively spoke about it, and of course, you know, people you know from his country are getting mad because you're not supposed to speak about colorism. It's just very taboo to discuss it, but it's true. And you know, he is a darker skinned person. Wait a minute, he's dark, gur skinned. Okay, for his people. Well, okay, that. But, they, but the fact, but even that, the fact that they would consider him dark, and he's just like he's my complexion. Exactly, is light. But like the people that they will prop up. True, are true. Much mm-hmm. lighter than that. I mean, why? Wait, why is it taboo to talk about colorism? It's always taboo to talk about colorism. But it's always there. Yeah, that, but it, like the people that have it. But like even in our culture, it's they oh, do. Trust okay. me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> They brought it up on Hunter Politics again because his uh, prop's wife is uh, uh, Mexican-American, I believe. Um, He's about colorism, how that works in South American countries is because they have the potential to graduate to whiteness. Yep. That's the main thing. Like, they're already light, and if they come to America in particular and they marry light, they can become white. Mm -hmm. That's why you have that divide in certain votes and how you have people... A part of the, the Latin American community that comes to vote in America that votes against their own interests because they still have the potential to become white. Yeah. It's like, oh. Well, shit, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, colorism. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's plenty Ooh. of white passing like Latin people. There's yeah. so many. Very. Um, it's like, oh. Yeah, I'd be forgetting about that sometimes, you know, so I don't want to think about it. But yeah, you're right, dog. You're right. That, mm-hmm. That's that's exactly what it is. You yeah. have the potential to be quote unquote white. I'm just going to put it out there. Colorism is stupid. Very. I know where, where it comes from, but it's stupid. Europe. Go on. Oh, we all know yeah, it history. Yeah, it trickles down from like regular racism. Like we it, don't know. Yeah, it all always goes back to racism. It's exhausting. I think but, we did a good job of talking about racism as little as we could this episode. True. Yeah, true. Have. But it's still exhausting. We did it, Joe. Starts with the R, ends with the racism. <laughs> I love Venn diagrams. <laughs> okay. I'll show you the video after. So, close it on Black Panther again. Delete that footage. Always make me happy. Chadwick. Uh, I do want to get into the K-dramas because we have Alex here with us and we did finish some. Uh, even if we can just gloss over them. I don't know it's getting late for us, but you know, I still want to talk about them if that's okay with y'all. Yeah. Closing thoughts is everyone should go see it if you haven't seen Black Panther yet. Yeah. Very good movie. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's. I think it's gonna. We'll have to rank for Phase Four. Honestly, oh, it's top of phase four. well, I already have it as a top five, just in general from I MCU. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. It might be number five because you know, I, eh, there's but there's a lot. There's a lot, but thirty-four movies. But just for the yeah. cohesiveness, the self-contained um, material, like, it doesn't feel like it's setting up so many other movies, and just Finally. the acting and the balance of action and grieving and dialogue and everything and the outfits and so it's one of those things where it it all works yeah it all works really well they had a lot of care and thought put into it and i appreciate that a lot wow look what happens when you have the people that's part of the story actually be a part of the creation of the story and everything else a part of the cast a part of character design a part of costume design a part of storyboard wow it's almost (laughs) like you need these different perspectives to make a good story yeah oh wow imagine that (laughs) Well, back of, to White Bed Riders, anyway. <laughs> a lot of people are actually pushing for Ryan Coogler to like handle more villains because he is clearly two for two on villains that he's written mm-hmm. or yeah, villains that he's directed. Do, Doom. Secret Wars. Or, I think it was Secret Wars. It's not going to be a show. No, not Secret. It's a movie. No, no, that's a show. I, what is it? It's not Secret Invasion, is it? The Secret no, Wars Secret Invasion is the show. I think. Okay. Are there, is it going to be a Secret Invasion show and a Secret Wars movie? Because Secret War, one of them is Doctor Doomish related, and then mm-hmm. the Kang, the other Kang movie is more Kang related. Okay, I think that was the parallels. Ryan Coogler did an amazing job. Outstanding. I'll be totally fine. With Give that man yep. an Oscar. Oh. Also, yeah. I was very happy to see Michaela Cole in this movie. I fucking love her. They needed to do more with her, but yes. She, and she even said it in the press. She was like, she was, they were like, because she was, oh, I was yeah, watching yeah. one of her interviews. They were like, oh my God, you're in this Marvel movie. She was like, I'm not in it that much. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> I'm like, there. She's like, I'm there. It's I appreciate, really I appreciate the representation at the end, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, my love. I, I mean, isn't the most Dora and Malache just like, like dating each other? <laughs> I, I don't surprised. know, but there is actual character or couple in it. It was yes. supposed to be a Koye, I think, but they changed it. Oh, that is right. It's supposed to be a Koye. Yes. But. Yep. Michaela Cole, talented actor, gorgeous, so mm-hmm. funny, so deep. Like the fact that she can write something as silly and fun as chewing gum, and then something as serious as fucking "I May Destroy, I May destroy you. you." Like the the spectrum broken. for that range is insane. Did you ever watch "I May Destroy You"? Uh, I was broken. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. I don't. Did you finish it? I don't think I finished it. It's a lot. I took several breaks watching it. There's yeah. only ten episodes. Yeah. Oh, I, can, I can do that. Thing. I was very happy to see her in there. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, even if it was just it. a smaller role, I yeah. love her. So, yep. Um, yeah. I mean, we could probably honestly, since Black Panther is still fresh, we just saw it like what three days ago. Yeah, we yeah. could obviously talk everybody's ear off for this. So oh, yeah. we're gonna move on. Yeah, but we'll revisit. Don't yeah. worry. We got y'all. I'm yep. going to play this for my therapist. He's going to charge me double. <laughs> Damn. Like, Jesus. Uh, like, like, no. That's why I'm paying you. Who are these other people in here? They have problems. They're my voices. <laughs> like, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let's change his prescriptions. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the K-drama you guys want to discuss. What was it? Uh, so the first one we have, Extraordinary oh, Tony Wu. On Netflix, uh, it's 16 episodes, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, 16 uh, episode court procedural drama, and your main lead has autism, which they do, they do positively. Mm-hmm. They do really good. So so well. It's respectful. It's done. respectful, and they really touch on it quite a bit. It's informative, and mm-hmm. it's informative, and it's one of those things where you don't see that a lot. I think the American 
show equivalent would be like the good doctor right now uh, that and um and, another uh, netflix show ah oh, damn it atypical yeah i, I enjoyed atypical. But, mm-hmm. yeah but uh basically she's really gifted in law she like studied all these law books as a child memorized well, memorized well she just has it memorized and she just it's just one of her passions and her other passion is marine biology mostly whales but she knows a lot about both of those. And then just the balance of that, I'm just like, what? <laughs> you want to say Article 107, Part 2, blah, blah, blah. But did you know, like, the humpback whale also? <laughs> like, girl, what? Like, hold on. When she gets, like, the big brain blast and <laughs> the whales coming across. I'm like, me too, sir. Yeah, I, uh, she's adorable. And I, I know she's grown, but she's so cute. And I appreciate that they took the time and care to really develop her character and the dynamics in a new work environment with other lawyers that were kind of looking at her funny and some of them didn't treat her quite right, which mm-hmm. unfortunately does happen. It's but she, pr- yeah, but she does prove herself in court. She knows her stuff. There was, I also like because uh, there was a, they did an interview with uh, Yum Bin, I forget. Mm-hmm. I think that's her, I think that's her name. But they did an interview with her where she was like, I don't really feel comfortable playing this role at the moment because, like, I'm not someone that, like, has autism or can experience that. So, like, it took her a while to, like, really accept, like, that she wanted to play this role and, like, really did her research. So that's Mm -hmm. something I do appreciate, like, so some actors, like, when they do, like, their research for, like, what they're going through like what this character mm-hmm. is going through and not just like i'm gonna do a stereotype mm-hmm. like no no, we're not, was, no don't do that it the way they between between Wu and uh king i i can only remember his act the actor's name but her Ooh. boyfriend i know it's king jeez Yung-so? 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 yeah yeah I only remember I only remember his actor's name. I got business proposal in my head right now, I'm sorry. Uh but yeah. But their relationship is very cute. It was very, very cute. endearing. I love that he was so what is that noise? Your hair is great. I did too. But the door's locked. I think it's that way. No, it's that way. So for the listeners, we heard somebody screaming. <laughs> we all, 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 we all four of us heard a scream. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Including the cat. He was angry. He was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I love those two relationships because I love how the boy was, the boyfriend was just very supportive. Like, It's like he would get upset with her and it was like he would tell her, it's like our friend, it's like, well, we have to figure out how to work know. on this together. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't solve this on your own. If this is a relationship, it's a two-way street. So... We each have to do our part to make each other feel comfortable. And it was like very, it was a very cute. Very, yeah, very, very cute. cute and honest one. Where, because a lot of times at K dramas, the main couple of a show would just fumble around and have a lot of miscommunication trope going on. I was like, why don't y'all just talk it out? Y'all adults, most times. I was like, you're adults, like, figure this out, like, talk to each other, communicate, please. I mean, that's almost damn near every romance. Well, well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, two niggas would just talk. It's like, you got ten Cut episodes of y'all just misunderstanding, mishearing, assuming stuff, like, um, but thankfully, he's not assuming anything. He's just mm-hmm. trying to, like, just be there for her, and he's just trying yep. to understand. He's not doing it in a condescending way. It's no. nothing like that. He's just like, I will, and I hate that his friends are like, so, What's the security case? 
Yeah, he, like, he called her a charity case. Like he's gonna be the dog. I was like, shit excuse you. Like, nigga, look at your face. You a charity case. Look at motherfucker. I don't, I don't know what you see in her. Like, it's going to be hard. And then the sister was like, I'm not going to too heavy on spoilers, but the sister ticked me off too. And I was just like, come so on. So how you going to bring her home to our de- her parents, bro? Like, how, why would you do that to us? Like, excuse me? It's one of those things where it made, it set me, it made me zoom out and be like, so are y'all trying to, the characters, not the show, obviously. It's like, are these characters trying to say that only people with autism should be with people with autism. Like they can't be with people now, without. That's not even realistic. That's not even how that. No, works that that's what I'm saying. Like you're no. like like some of the characters. Like, well, how would that even work? It's like, what do you mean how it work? They still have emotions and feelings and thoughts and everything else. Like, what do you mean? They're just a little more focused on things than us. Yeah, so it's like not other people. That's fine. It. I mean, if that's too much for you, I guess move on. Bye. But like for the main couple, it wasn't even about like, oh, no, I can't do this too difficult. It's too much. It's more so he got frustrated because he was feeling things and he couldn't quite convey it the way she can understand it and vice versa. And they had to work a way to reach understandings. The scene where uh, he's... Where she was like, oh, I'm, try- I'm trying to feel if, like if I feel something for it. It was like, well, what if I stand closer like this? And God, I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> it got steam. I was up. I said, let me clutch my, clutch my. Pillow. Oh, she felt. <laughs> oh, she felt something. I said, oh shit, nigga, I, I gotta said, get out of here. I said, let me <laughs> clutch oh. my pillow because I. Whew. Oh, she, she felt the heat. That's for sure. <laughs> was it was fornicating. Uh, no, 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 no. no. I'm just that's an American show. <laughs> okay, but no, what's what's um, Kingdom Hearts, uh, Hades feel, feel the, the heat? No, <laughs> she felt the heat. So, oh shit! Oh yeah, so no, just oh. like oh, I can move closer. If that moves, I, I like, do like how her conversations with her father about trying to ask questions about herself or how it was working with other autistic people when she had the other mm-hmm. case with the young that gentleman. Was, oh, that was good. Uh, yeah, but the the death in the family and how that was worked out um, and how she really just said, you know what, I need to talk to someone that talks to, has autism all the time. My dad's the perfect person to talk to about this. She mm-hmm. went there and got information from it, from him, and it made her a bit more reflective because when she went back to Junho, she's like, well, yeah, I do have feelings <laughs> for you, but I understand I'm not the easiest person to love. Mm-hmm. I can I I am I'm, I'm challenging the love and he's like yo I'm up to the challenge yeah oh. and they deserve nope. love too like it's exactly one of those, it's one of those things like should they not ever be loved like and that's that's the thing she came to realize too like well yeah I, I do kind of want these things but in my society right now I didn't think that was even a possibility it's mm-hmm. so like I knew it was there it was like yeah that just ain't gonna happen for me and I think what's it, what was good about Lou's character too is like. She saw two perspectives of how uh, both of her friends like went out, went about law like two different ways. Like you have one that went sort of like the more uh, sneaky route, which was the guy, and then mm-hmm. he had the the girl who was like went more into her feelings, like with cases and like caring mm-hmm. more about the clients. Where it was like, okay, well, I'm not like I'm not sneaky. Like I, I don't want to do the that. Feelings, but I'm not that. I don't want to be that into it. So like she had to find her own balance for mm-hmm. how she works. And, and I appreciate they made a friendship out of that instead of just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to mm-hmm. be your enemy of a love interest. Like, oh, no, we ain't going that route. What's she mm-hmm. called? She called her a warm breeze or something? Yeah. Yeah. She was like, oh, she's like, oh, Sorry. you got a nickname for everyone else. What's my nickname? Beautiful, Beautiful pretty. <laughs> she's like, no, you're like a breath of fresh air and sunshine. Yeah, you're like sunshine. You're like sunshine. Everybody like, else oh. is giving me shit in college. You actually helped me out, got me to class. 
told me what was going on and shit. Like you, you were kind to me. Do you know how rare that is? And then the, the, her fucking background of her growing up, kids being pieces of shit on every level, elementary, junior high, high school, college. Yep. People being pieces of shit. I watch you bold that word in real life. <laughs> <laughs> pieces of shit. But yeah, it's like, and then to have you come along outside of my friend, uh, her friend, uh, uh, Gumi Rummy. Longumi. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from her, that she got met in high school as well. No one else was ever nice to her. So when you come along and you're being nice to me and not only college now at our job, yeah, you're like a breath of fucking fresh air. I'm surrounded by shit all the time. And here you come along. Ah, oh, fresh spring. And it's just nice. so subconscious that. It got to the point where it's so, so conscious for her to like open the water bottles that are difficult for her or just hold the elevator door for her or just, you know, come to her defense. It's just like a reflex or, you know, and it's just so natural. And mm-hmm. it's so I should appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing to do a good balance of showing all of that on top of all of the ca- cases they do in every episode, cause they vary and they do different cases. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's court and some of the cases really resonated with me, even though I'm, I obviously didn't grow up in South Korea or anything. Mm-hmm. But there's like this one case, I won't get too heavy in the spoilers, where this guy committed a crime. It was a crime. He committed, but he did it because he didn't want. Ah. <sighs> he didn't want children to just be little automatons in essence. Yeah. He didn't want them to. Yeah, he didn't want him to just do school for 12 hours and then homework for another four hours and then do it all again and then do extra crap on the side at like age seven, eight, mm-hmm. you know, and onward. He wanted the kids to have a childhood. They, he, yeah, be kids. And no, nothing insidious happened. No, nothing, nothing like, like that. that. It just, you know, he basically kidnapped them and took them on a field trip. Like, basically. I mean. But, but no, but without even giving too much spoiler, so he's, he basically, he says, like, yo, you only get to be a child once. once. You only get to be silly once. Once you're an adult, you're a fucking adult. Like, you, ain't gonna you have can a, still be silly, but it's it's, it's not the it's same. Not, it's not looked at very nice. Like, Walk you can walking, be silly nigga. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in this circle, you're just going to randomly say that when you're downtown by yourself. Walk a walk nigga. <laughs> <laughs> by myself? <laughs> yes. They would put me in a home. <laughs> yo, sure. <laughs> if, I, if I literally just walk and stand there at the bus stop, walk a walk nigga, they'd be like, Okay. I'm not sitting next we to you. We're going to cross the street. <laughs> exactly. but that, that's we don't need Panera this bad. A, like. a child can do that because, like, oh, they're just being silly. They're being goofy. They're probably thinking about something they just saw. I'm not they're aware being of the world yet. Exactly. Most times. Yeah. And basically, you were saying, like, this society is taking that away from them. And so yep. the, he he, break, he goes into much more detail than what we're doing. But so, yeah, like, let them be kids. Let kids be kids. You got to be a fucking kid. Let them be a kid. Hmm. <sighs> Fair. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot more to it than that, but yeah, it just the cases. I appreciate it. There was one each where. One was a good life lesson. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because basically. Each one, I think, something yeah, like the one with the neighborhood. The neighborhood. What the, the name of this was again? I'm sorry. Extraordinary, Extraordinary Attorney, Attorney Wu oh. on Netflix. It? Okay. Yes. Netflix, and you, if you find the Netflix, you can find it on the high seas. Is it a tearjerker? It can it's be. Uh, here and there, not not on not like always. No. It's more like heartwarming and a little like, oh, mm. you just want to hug her, even though she wouldn't let you. But you just want to hug her. You know, it's just one of those things where it's just like, shoot, I wish society was better than it is and would treat you better. But nothing like, oh, my God, I'm good. It's nothing like that. Like it. Well, depending on a scene. But 
Yeah, I won't go there. There's one scene that hurts in particular, but overall, it's it's a good balance. Mm-hmm. It's a good balance. It just offers different perspectives on people and how society treats those people in the legal sense, but in Korea, not in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Because I think one big thing, too, it's like, it's not necessarily spoilerly, spoilerly, but, like, with the resume, like, they're so quick to, like, throw away a resume. Because they see one thing, like, they saw a girl has autism on there. So they throw the resume away, like, quickly, like, Mm -hmm. with swiftness, without even looking at, like, what she did. Like, she was the top performer at the law school. S-A-N-U, Seoul University, summa cum laude, top of the class, straight A's, fucking 4.0 GPA. Dominate that little bit right there. It's all that one word. (laughs) What was her uh, nickname in college? First again, Wu. Mm -hmm. First again, nice. First again, yeah. Like you imagine that's like you going everywhere and then law school. Like, oh man, I hope I get first. Like, dog, dog, dog. Like, stop, stop. This is a fight for second. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a question. This is a fight for second. I can get first. That's cute. This is a fight for second. This is a fight for second. I'm gonna get first. Go, go. I like your saying again, Saeed. Go argue with the wall. Argue with the wall. <laughs> argue with the wall. It's a fight for second. Just accept it. It's a fight for second. Yep. But if she's here, fight for second. You will actually enjoy the show. I think I would. Yeah. I'm also a huge Phoenix Wright enjoyer, so. Yeah. It's very fun. Like, it's, yeah. I think out of all the ones that came out this year, like, that's like, honestly, top is up top. there. Easy. That was the best K drama this year? I what think up? so far. I don't know if anything else is coming out. We'll see. We'll see. But it was like up there. Little Women is like. Little Women Women is a great murder mystery. I've already recommended on here. But, uh, woo! But I think woo is like, just because that one just, it always had me feeling really, like, either really good or just like, just real hard for me. So I like stuff like that when I already watched like a doozy of stuff and I need just like a nice little cleanse. Yep. I'm trying to think of anything else. All of Us Were Dead did come out. That was earlier this year. Um. Yeah, I think that's all I got for Woo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the business proposal. Yep. We just, yeah. I just finished. I just that. had him watch it like yeah. in three nights. You know, it's funny. I was like, "Hey, do y'all want to try to watch Mob together?" I was trying to text him and then you separately, and then you text me back like thirty minutes later, like, "Oh, sorry, I was finished the K drama," and I was like. <laughs> I went ahead and watched Mob. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, we're doing yeah. different things. Excuse the fuck out of me. I started the last episode last night. I was like, oh man, it's twelve o'clock. I can't stay up and watch this. I don't want to watch this on my phone at work. I just watch the rest when I come home. Yeah. Finish it on the big screen. Oh yeah, and and I just I haven't talked about it yet on air, but I just I binged Barry very hard. But I'll get into that. Um, you please continue on. But no, no, you're fine. But I, the business proposal. It's about. Basically, uh, these two friends, uh, one of her friends always always sets up uh, her with, like, different uh, boyfriends are from, like, big companies. How they got it. Sorry, how they got it titled on IMBD. <laughs> it's called Business Proposal, but what does it say here? <laughs> the office behind me. It's like, funny. That is not an accurate translation, buddy, but okay. But, but the father always sets up the daughter with these blind dates with, like, big, with boyfriends or from guys with like big companies so that way they can marry in and like merge, merge mm. business tactics more so. You know, rich with rich, poor with poor. But 
what she does is her other friend like pretends to be like a really like terrible date and like pretends to be her like she's she pretends she was possessed one time like she had so many guys and like has been with so many people so, mm-hmm. so just the way she goes about it so this one time she she's going on a blind date and pretending to be her again but for the guy that who is the boss of her company that she works at so then he actually starts to like show a little bit of interest like yeah i'll marry you <laughs> wait like, okay. first date in his defense when you see how his blind dates go it's like rinse wash repeat rinse wash repeat rinse wash repeat like oh great none of these women have any personality like, yeah they might be attractive but they're they boring. might be pretty exactly mm-hmm. they have nothing to often they just praise him the whole time so they're (laughs) it's such a struggle it's such a real struggle in real life (laughs) their dating starts to become fake because the grandpa wants the son to marry uh, one of the daughters like from big company and stuff so they can merge again and so he can have grandkids so they start to do a fake dating thing to where like okay pretend to be my girlfriend so my grandfather gets off my back and I you don't have to repay me for any debt or anything like that. So she's going around pretending to be this one girl already while working under in this in his company while he's the boss. So she's like doing her best to like hide everything. <laughs> double life. To be someone else <laughs> living a double life the whole time. So it's like funny little antics that they that they both get into trying to figure out who's doing this. That's a really cute little romance because mm-hmm. I love uh, I don't mind romance stuff but i love it when it shows like different ways of like affection rather than just like the physical like sexual touch it was like more so like just taking her out to eat or taking them out to different places where they can just sort of talk and get to know each other more so it was like really cute to see like that way of like showing love and affection towards each other yeah that's nice i'm very glad you said that and jen virginia already knows what i'm about to say anytime they were like trying to be like cute and affectionate i would always ad lib stuff to it and he'd be sitting there talking like yeah girl you like this don't you, you like that shit oh <laughs> my just lord the entire time look at my life the look, stop the way he would be looking at her sometimes without saying anything like that man is definitely thinking it but he's not that character is definitely thinking it but he ain't saying like yeah girl you like this just get over here and you get are, a taste of this you know what I'm saying you're exposed to too many so are they American shows <laughs> <laughs> not anymore they ain't so ma'am this is a Wendy's ma'am <laughs> This is Wendy's. So oh, you miss me, huh? I bet you did, girl. Get over here. That kind of shit. Just being goofy, ad libbing. That's all. It's like K dramas don't do this. Don't worry, I'll do it for them. Most times, there are some scandalous ones out there. That oh yes, but yeah, for the yeah. most part, the ones that get on TV at like non midnight hours, like cool. yeah, you know, they take it easy, developing the relationship on an intimate level, not because intimacy and sex are two different things. Yeah, I appreciate it. I like the slow burn. I like the build up. I mm. I appreciate it a lot more than like one episode in we already in bed. Like what? How you, slow of a slow burn can you tolerate? Because Abbott Elementary is listen. I don't mind that one. Kiss. It's only been a season and a half. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just. You're I'm still just sorry. I get out. it. Get to it. God damn. I'm it. just impatient because I want them to be together so bad. I'm like kiss. Kiss. Now kiss. But then he needs to stop flirting with the mom. Then, like, what is that about? She's not going to interfere if you're over here trying to 
do something with the mom of your student. True. She's over there looking like, oh, y'all got something going on. I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. But then, but then so you get him. mad that she's trying to move on or in or friend her ex. Like, come on, bro. Like, you can't have it both he ways. He was just watching out for her, though, in that situation. He was watching out for her, but also being, like, a little jealous, too. Like, but she mm. was jealous. They were both jealous. They were both jealous. Yeah. They knuckleheads. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. But no, they both were being very indecisive. Business proposal is a good balance of romance and comedy. And I yes. think you'll appreciate because the comedy had me rolling sometimes. Like some of those things they would say, the girl would like the main lead, uh, Harry, she would like run away from him almost every time <laughs> in heels. You're like, there, there was a <laughs> where the shoe flies off of her. Like, Cause she fell and tripped cause she was trying to avoid the pace. So we're like sandal or flip flop. Like, Flies Black. off. Oh, that was great. Bloody nose, and he just he chased that woman the whole time. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, you gonna get over here? <laughs> but that shoe flew off, and he went running the whole time. He said, "Oh, you ain't gonna get away from this. You can hit me no damn flip flop and just walk away." Running with a bloody nose sounds very fucking funny. I'm not gonna lie. Who's fucking shoe was this? Who fucking shoe was this? I'm gonna put you in the nose. <laughs> But yeah. it was a very, it was very cute. I, but she did haul it, ass. It was a nice, good romance. <laughs> mm-hmm. The build up for just the te- like this nice little tension of intimacy that was between them, like saying, showing like, oh wait, I actually do like her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh wait, I actually do yeah. like her. It was cute. And I like how expressive her face is. Like yes. it sounds weird, but I love that she like emotes so much. Like. It's so expressive and I appreciate it so much. I'm just Did like. Did you ever get to see Uncanny Counter? Mm-mm. She's uh, the other lead in that one. Oh. That's the one where I was telling you they're like, uh, they're like Grim Reapers. Like, mm-hmm. uh, they, they hunt down evil spirits and stuff and exercise them, basically. And she's one of the main stars in there. Mm. She plays a totally different character. I believe it. Because I, I didn't <laughs> realize they were the same until I looked closer. Because in that one, she plays a more mean, broody type of character in there. Doesn't like show her emotions mm. or stuff. Range. It's very Indeed. good. The range. <laughs> Uncanny Counter is a really good K-drama that I enjoyed. Yeah. And Business Proposal, the second couple between Yonsu and... Uh, you Moon? Oh, I'm bad at names. The, last, the second he, part of his name is Moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. like... Theirs is actually funnier in a way. A little more adorable too. And a little more adorable. <laughs> They're very cute. And it's just like, well, we obviously like each other, so what's the hold up? He's like, I don't know. This is this situation is kind of awkward. Like, okay, well, I don't care. Like <laughs> It's like I don't get you to notice me. Like check it out. Like mm. uh, Cha Sung Hu. Yeah. Like, Mr. Ch- I was calling Mr. Cha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at what this boy will do with his water bowl, but drink it. <laughs> Zangief, why are two of your paws in the water bowl? Just fucking drink the water. I know you guys can't see it, but I see a little bit. Yeah. He's that's why I'm in a puddle right. I took my socks off because they were wet from the water that he spilled over here. <laughs> boy, just drink. He's drinking. Yeah, there you go. He has so much real estate. All I don't right. know why we wanted to cut so much cat parts in this. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> I don't know. I look forward to editing this episode. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, a lot. Okay. Um. But yeah, both are good. Both on Netflix and complete. Well, also watch Uncanny Counter. 
And yeah, indeed. Yep. And Little Women again, because who? You would like Little Women way more than anything else. Okay. Yeah. And you know me. You know. Yeah, me. I know you. I know your speed. You like it's psychological kind of mm-hmm. murder mystery. I'm yeah. so sad. Strangers from Hell is taken off because I, <gasps> I. I never got to start it. I didn't realize it was gone. <laughs> it. until I started searching because I've been looking for it because I kind of want to rewatch it. My rec this week is just going to be Barry. Uh, no one else on the pod has seen it currently. Um, I'll say this. When the actors from Barry were being nominated in the same categories as the actors from Better Call Saul, I 1,000% understand why. Hmm. It is really fucking good. It is so uniquely written. Unique? I think just the whole writing team just... I knew that was coming. Fucking Bill Hader, John Mulaney, Emily Heller, they have just knocked this shit out of the park. They've made such a unique, interesting cast of characters. Some of the act they do such a good job of balancing like crazy action scenes that are also dark that are also really funny like all at once. Like I think I was talking last episode about an episode about um, a bomb that he planted, but he had to call tech support because he couldn't make the bomb go off. <laughs> so he's on a so he's hiding trying to blow the bomb up for like three hours. He's just on a tech support call, just like, did you press the right button? He's like, yes. She's like, did you disconnect your Bluetooth? They're like, ah, oh, no. And eventually the bomb goes off. She's like, hey. <laughs> like, you know, there's there's some crazy shit in there. There is eventually, far into the show, there is a queer romance that's, woo. It's, it's like kind of sweet. And then it definitely takes a turn where I'm like, I never saw any of this coming. But it's interesting how they did it. I'm almost tempted to talk about it. Um, off air later, but I, I think every main character in the show is just so incredible. Like, they're this is Virginia. You want to talk about a character study? This is a good fucking character study. More than Breaking Bad. It's not that far behind. Okay, I'll say that if Breaking Bad is like an A plus, this is like a solid B B plus. Mm. Like, it is not that far behind. I'm not. I don't want to put the gravity on it, just because I think Breaking Bad broke a lot of fucking barriers, and these shows are very. That's different. a lot of bees. I, and I crushed it. Lil Kim could never. I don't know why. No, Lil Kim definitely could. Shout outs to, you know, her. Uh, well, hey, shout outs to her. You in the hood now, baby? But, <laughs> wow. But um, yeah, Barry is just incredible. It's one of the smarter shows I've seen. It's so emotional. The characters are just so very different. The comedy is really different. The action scenes are still, like, incredible. They don't need to be just 10 out of 10, no notes. I have no critiques from Barry. I think it's great. And to this day, they've still written in all media the, a character. I've I've never hated any character in any media more than a character from this show. Huh. They're my number one most hated character in anything ever all time lives in this show. Ooh, boy. Oh, even over Gabby? Free. What are you doing? Even over... Wow. Completely irredeemable character. Huh. Name a character. Not as bad as this guy. Huh. What uh, about Hisoka? Hisoka's... So oh, I like Hisoka. Me. Oh, he's nibbly. No, I like Hisoka. He's uh, got the a one glaring dead problem. From, uh, my, uh, from uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Free. Not even close. Oh, you mean Show Tucker? I, don't yeah. hate, I, I hate this person that much more than Show oh, Tucker. Oh, boy. Well, we'll find out. He is just a perfect cocktail of everything I hate. He is just... Pure one trillion percent evil, no redeeming qualities. He's gonna live forever. Can't get into it, but man, just. And what's funny is this character is voiced 
by the guy that does Bill fucking Dotry in King of the Hill. Oh, really? So we're talking about Range. Yeah, the actor that plays oh, him is um, Toby. No. Nope. We'll get it eventually. We'll get it. But yeah, the goofiness of Bill Dotry being paralleled with my most hated character in human history of all time in, in all of fiction <laughs> is just funny. But I've never hated a character like this. Good lord. Um, but yeah, that's my wreck. Guys, this is easily far and above the longest episode we've ever had. Hey. It was a good discussion, though. It was. Steven yeah. Root, god damn it. There we go. There I, was go. Look, I was literally going through the trailer in my, the, the credits in my head. <sighs> Man. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Alex, once again, it has been fantastic to have you here. Thank you. I yes, really always. This. It's fun. It's very fun. Kieran, if you're listening, we miss you. We miss you a lot, fam. Bring your ass home. Because <laughs> then Karen left us for cigarettes. Then I suggest Karen's also here, so that way mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. five of us can vibe. At one point, we'll have to have all five on, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. We'll look like the talk or the view. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, the no. round table talk. <laughs> Ladies, what do you do if your man does not like Batman? <laughs> Dump him immediately. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> release from the team, you say. You like Batman, so you're I good. Know, that's what okay. Release from the team. I like that that's the only qualifying. Well, he do like Batman. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, guys, I think we got to wrap this one up. But yeah. um, it has been very delightful. Um, honestly, getting to have a little bit of a therapy session when it came to Black Panther, I think ugh, mm. I, that kind of drained me a little bit, actually. Mm. Just, I'm just Fair. like, woof. I'm down to half a spoon. Yeah, half a spoon. Yeah. And it's been. That's a backup of a backup spoon. It's that ice cream spoon. We had that party pail. That bullshit party pail. Bitch a metal spoon every time. It's like, damn, I'm gonna eat this. Like, damn, why is this nine gallons of ice cream for seventy two cents? Oh my god. That's why. But yeah, we're gonna get out of here, gang. Thank you so much. It's been it's been real. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't really fit. It's just new, so I like it. Wow. Yeah. Chumps out. Chumps Chumps out. out. Got them all.